first reading from Galatians chapter 4. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when the wise men had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all the region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. We join in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from the first reading, Galatians chapter 4. Hear again these words. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. This week, we've heard a lot about things that happen in this year now ending this evening. The news media has talked about what happened. There's been all kinds of reporting about various issues and things, it seems, according to the news media, either either happened by coincidence or are reactions to other events. No one's really in control of what happens, and when it happens, it seems, according to their reporting. But God tells us otherwise. He is in control of time. And the best example of that is that God chose the time for the Savior to come. God had promised that the Savior would come. For centuries, people had heard a promise made actually first to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden after they had sinned. A promise repeated then through many generations to Abraham, to David, repeated by all the Old Testament prophets as we've heard in this past Advent season. But in all of the promises, 
God never said when the Savior would come, except to say it would be the right time. When the right time came, God sent his Son, the Savior. It was the right time for the world. Whole books have been written on the subject. The Roman Empire had brought a sense of political stability to the world of that day. Communication and travel were better than they had ever been. There was a kind of postal system that existed. The Romans had built an interstate highway system throughout the empire, linking large parts of the civilized world. And the Greek language had become the scholarly language of the world. So there was easy communication throughout the world. And besides that, everything had been tried. Politics, philosophy, art, culture, all kinds of religions, and yet the people were still in a state of oppression and hopelessness. There were no answers to life's problems. People were ready for a new message. They were ready to hear good news of glad tidings. It was the right time because in spite of all the technological, political, and social advances of the day, people were still in bondage to their sin. The law still stood in judgment over them. No matter how hard people tried, they could not rid the world and their own lives of the effects of man's disobedience of God, man's sin against God. The world was still filled with evil. There was hunger and sickness. There was oppression. There was no peace in the world. People were crushed with the hopelessness of their everyday lives. When the right time came, God sent the Savior, but the people were not ready. The birth of the Savior took everyone by surprise. Even Mary and Joseph, who had traveled to Bethlehem because of the Roman decreed census, and when that time came for the Savior to be born, they had no place in the inn. They hadn't made a reservation on their visa card, and they ended up in a cattle stall, and the baby ended up in a feeding trough for his first bed. They were not ready for the Savior, and therefore he was born in obscurity. There was no one there to greet the Savior either, except for a few animals and a bunch of insomniac shepherds who wandered in from their fields. And as the Savior grew, the world continued to be unready for him. Herod the king sought to kill the young child. At age 12, the Savior surprised everyone, including his parents, with his teaching in the temple with authority. When he became a public figure at age 30 or so, the world still was not ready for him. Only the outcasts of society paid any attention to him, the sick, the lame, the adulterers, and tax collectors. And his regular followers were nothing more than a bunch of fishermen. The religious and political leaders of the world were not ready for the Savior to come either. They disputed his authority, and finally they arranged for his death like a common criminal, even though he had done nothing wrong. God has set, had sent his son, the Savior, at just the right time, and the world was not ready for him. But what about us? As another year ends, we're reminded that time keeps marching on. 
and how quickly it seems to pass. Are we ready? Not for the celebration of Christmas, but for the second coming of Jesus the Savior. Because God will come again. Jesus will come as the judge of the world. And it will happen again at just the right time. And as many of the signs around us point to the fact that the right time may be very soon, yet still we do not know when that time is. Even with war and unrest in parts of the world, there is some political stability in the world. Travel and communication are incredibly advanced. Language has become less and less a barrier to communication. After all, all you have to do is speak in your language into Google Translate and it'll spit it out in any other language. But people are still searching for answers to life's questions. The increase of cults and interest in Eastern religions. People searching for answers with alcohol and other drugs or trying to escape the helplessness and hopelessness that they feel by drugs or suicide. But again, at just the right time, God will send his son. This time not to save the world because that's already been done. But once and for all, he will send him to be judge of the world. His second coming will mark the end of the world. And then the last of God's promises will be fulfilled. For those who have not recognized Jesus as the Savior, it will be a terrifying time. But for all who have put their faith and their trust in Jesus, they will be called to an eternity in God's heaven. In the meantime, the passing of another year reminds us that it's time to get ready. To get ready for God coming to us And we do that as we read and study his word. We get ready for God coming to us as we continue to focus our attention on the true meaning and purpose of the celebrations during this season. We get ready for God coming to us as we trust his abundant promises to be with us each and every day of our lives. That's what gives us hope and help and strength to face another new year. And by sharing God's love each and every day, we will be ready when the right time comes. Amen. And may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.